Welcome to 2023 in the golfing mind. Uh, as you know, we took a few weeks off. And when I say we took a few weeks off, I took a few weeks off. I was uh, working uh, on a new golf book, which I said I wasn't going to write. Uh, but over the last couple of years, I've just been sort of refining my thinking into sort of a, a sort of compact uh, book, for want of a better word. It wasn't intended to be a book. A little bit, I guess, like uh, Harvey Pennick's Little Red Book. This is my uh, little uh, little green book, or yellow. I haven't got a colour for it yet. Uh, but the title of the book is the, uh, the Six Fundamentals of the Mental Game of Golf. Because the more that I read, researched, discussed, and observed, I think um, there are fundamental principles uh, in how the mind works. Uh, most efficiently and when I applied fundamentals to golf there was six that I I thought were very important and uh, I'm not going to say more about it but the book will be out in October and it is a book of um, identifying principles breaking the principles down into other aspects of the same principle uh, and then giving examples of it in action, and then a quick fix you can apply, I hope, right away. So I hope it'll be a book that people will um, refer to or use if they're ever having a problem um, with their game, and it's not simply just the swing, which I know is a big part of the game for me because I endlessly bang on about the fact that 80% of the mental game of uh, sort of 80% of the game of golf is mental uh, versus mechanical. And this doesn't uh, seem to change whether it's professionals or amateurs. So um, my thought for today was two things. I wanted to give you one sort of uh, good idea to take into the year as opposed to sort of, as I do every week, give you a suggestion or a tip. You know, at the end of two years, there's a hundred things swimming around your head or maybe not as the case may be. But before I do that, I was just going to look ahead at the this year's golf and what we have to, um, I was going to say not so much to look forward to, but what we can have to um, sit in the sidelines and watch. Now, obviously, the big story in the world of golf is uh, LIV Tour versus the PGA Tour. And I was, uh, it was my birthday yesterday, and I was discussing with some friends and a few of my friends are very, very much uh, against the LIV tour. They say it's not golf as we know it. It's a format that doesn't really appeal. Uh, it's a format we don't play. You know, we turn up in the first tee, we play 18. We don't do a shotgun start every time. We don't play in teams. And, you know, in professional world, it's, it's um, 72 holes because that is how it's always been. And I guess it will continue to be so. I mean, I think most sports evolve. Uh, they evolve. And if you look at the... Uh, um, many years ago, I remember that uh, if you won the Open Championship, you still had to qualify for the following year. There were no exemptions. So they brought in exemptions. And then they used to uh, put the players out um, in sort of a sort of random order. So even if you were leading the Open Championship, you might go out um, two hours before the last tee time. So uh, it caused sort of problems. So they then sort of created this, uh, you went out in um, 
the order of where you lay in position in the tournament. So that was a nice evolution we saw. They used to play the final two rounds in one day. I mean, famously, you know, Ken Venturi almost passed out and he, from the dehydration and the heat. Uh, but Hogan, when he won in 1953, the Open Championship, played 36. That was the normal. And his legs were not so strong since the car crash. So that was a quite a feat of endurance from him. So golf, it evolves, but it evolves generally to the most effective and efficient way, which is why we have four rounds. Uh, we have drama on the Sunday and we love it. And I love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not um, taking sides in this. And then the LIB tour comes along and they just throw so much money at it. You know, I worked on television years ago. There's an old saying, there's no problem we can't fix if we just throw enough money at it. And this is what I think has sort of got uh, the LIB tour up and running. There's such an abundant source of money that um, they can make it happen. Now, the first year, it, the, some of the events were poorly attended. Um, no broadcaster, and still no broadcaster, has paid for the rights to broadcast it. Uh, I saw a little bit of it on uh, YouTube. So what did I think? Well, it's golf, as they say. Well, it's what's the Star Trek thing, but not as we know it. Uh, it's not as we know it, but it will evolve. And, you know, they may change that format going forward. They may try and uh, create more drama because, you know, you have a shotgun start, 54 players. Where's the leader? Where's the guy coming second? You like to see them going head to head. That's a, a great part of sort of the combat aspect of all sports when the two greatest go head to head. Um, and my, my feeling is... You know, as much as anyone can sit in the fence, look, the reason uh, most of us work is to make money. Uh, but many of us, or not many people, have the, the, the benefit of doing a job they love um, because it just brings them a sense of sort of fulfillment and purpose, unless it also pays money. If you're a professional golfer, you play golf for money. That's it. You know, that's why you tee it up to make money, to earn money. You know, you once you've reached a certain level of sort of um, greatness, you can then say, I'm playing for legacy. But, you know, no one tees up the first professional tournament and turns to the caddy and says, remember, we're playing for legacy here, you know, unless they shoot a 15 over par on the front nine, in which case they will obviously get themselves in the history books. But I'm sorry to, I really hope they get the world rankings points sorted out for the LIV players. I think it's uh, it's not fair. I mean, I just don't think it's fair. And uh, that's how I feel about it. Now, I'm sure some of you may disagree with me and see it as an abomination on the game of golf. And it's, you know, the money's coming from a, a regime which has got human rights, um, sort of, God, you know, when you think about some of the stuff you hear about, you think that's awful. All the executions taking place and things like that. So that's where it gets into a murky area. And I don't consider myself qualified to pass comment on that aspect of it because I don't know really enough about it. Uh, and I think it is questionable. But I, I think if we did a forensic analysis of lots of other sports and uh, industries and where their funding came from, it would raise a lot of eyebrows. Um, my hope is that we get to see the greatest players in the world compete in the four majors. That's my wish. I want to see Cameron Smith tee it up again at the Masters, which he will do. 
and the Open Championship. But as to whether he'll get in the US Open or the US PGA, I don't know. But it's what the golf fans want because the fans will ultimately decide. You know, if this format doesn't capture our imagination, it, I don't think it's going to succeed, no matter how much money you throw at it. Because even if you put great golfers out there playing a format we don't like with music playing and this kind of razzmatazz, you know, for the spectators, ultimately, as I've always believed, the, the audience let you know. You know, if people don't buy your book, then it, it didn't capture their imagination. If people don't pay attention when you're speaking at a conference, then, you know, you're not uh, hitting the mark. So ultimately, uh, I think my belief this year will be that the public will decide. And I wonder, you know, LIV will it keep going. I think it's got enough funding for a few years, but ultimately it'll be all about, um, as we say, bums and seats. You know, how many people watch the broadcasts and watch the live feeds and pay to go to see it and pay big money. You go to an open championship these days, it's hundreds of pounds if you want to go for a few days. The tickets are not cheap. I shouldn't admit this, but when I was a boy, I used to go with my father. My father was a doctor in Glasgow, very uh, was a respectable fellow, but I remember he used to sort of take me for a walk along the beach and then we'd sneak into the golf course under the fence. The fences then were not really very secure and there was no security guards as such, but things have changed a lot, as we all know. Anyway, uh, a rather long preamble today before I got to the, the point I was uh, wanting to do is at the beginning of the year, we, we set ourselves um, goals, don't we? We're going to lose weight. We're going to get fit. We're going to tell our boss what we really think of them. We're going to start our own business. We're going to, you know, play great golf. And we start with great enthusiasm, but enthusiasm, sadly, is something we can fake or something we're never held accountable for. And I try to ask some of the people I work with is what's their goal for the year. And I say to them, you're not allowed to say to get better because that's a given. I mean, if you're playing sport at any level, you want to get better. So that's, that can never be your goal. Um, and I, and I want them to tell me that they want to perfect their wedges or they want to perfect their bunker play, or they want to take one bit of the game. They want to work in their attitude or they want to work in anger management or they want to, just one thing. So every time they go to play, they go to practice, they're telling themselves, right, this is what I want to do. This is what I, this is the key thought. So that was it really. That's this uh, podcast is about find that part of your game. You really want to see a big improvement on and decide and then work back from there. So if you say, I want to become much more confident in the bunkers, then I want you to put together a little plan. And the plan might be, I'm going to buy a new sand wedge because the one I've got, I don't have confidence with. I'm going to go and get a lesson. I'm going to go and I'm going to spend 20 minutes every week in the bunker. I will continue to get lessons until I uh, practice, until I have a confident level that I can get out of any bunker at any time. And the reason I'm using that example is because that was me. I had a, a period where I, I, I whipped my wrists and I thinned everything up the face of the bunker and it was so destructive. And then I thought, no, and I went, when I was in Florida, I used to get a hundred balls once or twice a week in the bunker 
and I would just sit there and I'd get a lesson. I'd get two lessons that were both fantastic bunker lessons and the confidence the lessons gave me. And uh, that's what I did. If it's your putting, if it's your driving, you know, to hit more fairways, okay, maybe you don't try and hit it quite so hard off the tee, but pick your goal. So decide today what it is more than anything else you would love to see improve in your golf this year. And then put together a little plan how you're going to do it and stick to the plan because a plan without action is just a wish you've written down on a piece of paper well that sounds quite profound doesn't it anyway um i'm delighted to be back the podcasts will again be once a week and i will be having um a variety of guests and co-hosts this year uh the podcasts will be getting longer they're going to go from the usual 12 15 minutes up to about half an hour and uh, if we get some great guests, longer. So there's no real time frame. Um, I'd also like to thank the, those of you who signed up for the special offer for the, uh, the one-time offer on the Silent Mind Golf Silver Program, which uh, I am delighted to say is uh, still a very popular program. Uh, the special offer of 50% off is no longer with us. But if you'd like to sign up, just go to seegergolf.com. There's a link in this and you can follow it from there. In the meantime, uh, I'm wishing you all an absolutely wonderful birdie filled year and um, set yourself a goal for one part of your game and work on that with focus, intensity and uh, hard work and you will see the changes. Okay, that's it for this week. Until we speak again, have a wonderful, wonderful week and all the best. Mm -hmm.